This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. To the Helderberg we go with a man who's, I don't know, he's like he's one of those that always sees the bright side of life. It's Professor Dion Foss, the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. He's um, become a Zoom expert. <laughs> and all, everything technical that was uh, lacking, he's now proficient in in every way as we c- crawl our way to the end of 2020. Good morning, Dion. Hi, Brad. I can say the one thing that lockdown has taken from me yeah. is my eyesight, you know, because I spend my whole day looking <laughs> at this little screen in front of me. Yeah. I, find, I, I now can't even see the TV or, you know, oh, no sight. <laughs> That's a good point. I've never thought about that. There's got to be another downside to all of this craziness, and that is us spending most of our time looking at something 12 inches away from our eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I must say, you know, it's been wonderful at least to have the technology. I've often thought, well, how would we have coped if this was 1985, you know? No one would have known what's going on. I mean, social media, no memes, not un- no breaking wow. headlines on our smartphones. Oh my goodness, you're right. And you got to a point where suddenly everybody knew about wearing masks and everybody did. Everybody knows the rules and regulations. Even if not everybody follows them, they know what they ought to do, which bothers me just a tad. Uh, yet we all just found out mostly because of what we saw on our handsets, never mind any other way of getting the information. Absolutely. And Brad, of course, I mean, you know, uh, if we, we, we think about it, I mean, this kind of connected life um, is both a blessing and a curse. I don't know about you, but I find every now and then I, I need to take a little sabbatical from Twitter and Facebook and yeah. Instagram and these things. They, they create a sort of anxiety within me. You know, sometimes it's, it's the anxiety of, you know, what you've just mentioned. That, that, oh, man, we know what we need to do to take care of one another, and we see people not doing that. Sometimes it's the anxiety of, of sort of formal reporting, you know, um, and sometimes it's just that inner uneasiness, you know, is, mm. is everything okay? And, you know, Brad, that, that relates so beautifully to the topic of this week. Um, as we mentioned last week, last, last week was, was the first week in Advent. Yes. And um, traditionally, this, this period of the year is intended to set our pace for the new Christian year. We're intended to, to take this time and prepare ourselves to say, on the day on which we celebrate the birth of the Messiah, the birth of the true King, the birth mm. of the one who comes to establish goodness through his reign, who comes to bring blessing and love and, and joy. On, on that particular day, we want to be ready to, to understand it. And, and not only be ready for that day, but to live in the presence of Christ beyond mm. the day of Christmas. Now, the second week in Advent is intended to be a week in which we focus on the notion of peace. And uh, as I was reading for this morning, I, I just came across again that Luke 2 reading. And uh, whenever I read it, I always think of Christmas plays. I've been in a few. <laughs> yeah. With children who've, who've grown up, I've seen a few. Um, and we read in Luke, Luke 2 what it says. It says, the angel came to them. Remember the shepherds mm. at night, eh? Uh, there they are in their, in their bathrobes and towels wrapped around their waist. <laughs> exactly. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Mm. Do not be afraid. Why? Because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. Those two terms are actually political terms. Interesting. Messiah means, 
you know, the one who has come to, to rule. And Lord literally means the same as, as boss or king or, or the one who's in charge. Mm. Then the angel goes on to say, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared to the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Mm. Now, that is a wonderful, wonderful promise. And Brad, of course, we, we see the promise of peace coming to us again and again. This is part of the character the nature and the intention of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, tells us that Jesus was born, not only for us to have Christmas, but so that, Mm. as Paul says, we may have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself says, John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give the kind of peace that the world gives. Therefore, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. So Brad, today I I really just want to touch on on two very uh, simple points. The first one is, I hope you could hear in every single one of those uh, promises which were made, that peace is the work of God, that God is working actively. It's not something God's going to do. It's not something that God says, listen, here's a a, a check, you know, you can cash it in two weeks' time. Mm. This is something which, you know, from the foundation of the world, through the birth of Jesus, right up to today, God is working for peace. And it's not just the peace that is the absence of conflict or war. It's the peace that is an inner peace. That's why Jesus says, the peace I give to you is not the kind of peace that the world gives, in absence of conflict, yeah. but I give you the kind of peace that sets your hearts and minds at ease. So that's the first thing I want to say. Let's lean into that. Let's pray for it. Let's ask God to make us aware of God's work of peace. Let's say, Lord, show me where you're working. Uh, Give me that peace. Give it to me as a gift. Let me recognize it. Let me feel it. Let me lean into it. And then, of course, the other side is also to say, Lord, how can I be your agent of peace? How can I speak a word of comfort? Where can I give a word of hope? How can I perform one little act of kindness that Mm -hmm. will make someone realize, yep, God is working for peace and he's willing to use even me to do it? Oh, we love that. And I think this is um, something for us to consider when we get to this time of year. Apart from the fact that we're tired, um, living peaceably with other people is, I suppose, uh, beyond an extension of living at peace with God and being able to then also live peaceably with others. And sometimes we have to spend this time of year with people that rub us up the wrong way, you know. And it's uh, <laughs> and, and for us to, to say, uh, isn't now a fantastic time just to say sorry, just to make that phone call, just to make things right, just to, 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 to iron those things out that make us miserable and separate us from people that we, all, that we ought to be living peaceably with? Brad, you know, you remind me of something um, in, in the book of Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 6 verse 8. Um, the, the prophet says, says to the people, learn to do good. Hmm. Learn to live with justice. And, and you know, I think what, you, what I'm hearing from you today, I want to say amen to your amen because I think what we can do, some of us may say, well, I can't, I can't phone that person today, but we can make the commitment to say, Lord, give me peace in my heart. Mm. Give me the resources and the courage and the ability to do it by Christmas Day. Give me, give me everything that I need so that on that day I can, I can stand before you with, with an open heart and say, I was an agent of your peace. We love that. Thanks, Dion. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And we appreciate it so much. And uh, here's to uh, counting the sleepies to a time of celebration. 
in the midst of a super crazy year. And what I love that is Christmas isn't cancelled. Even if you're just on your own and you're not having your extended family with you, which you might have done in the past, Christmas doesn't disappear. The love of God, the gift of Jesus, that doesn't, isn't skipped just because of the coronavirus. Amen. And, and I can tell you, Brad, there's no better place to spend that than with, uh, with you here on Cape Pulpit. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so blessings to our listeners. Christmas isn't cancelled. And even if you're not with your family, at least you've got us. Yeah, exactly right. I like that. That's why we're called the Daily Companion. So awesome, Dion. Appreciate that a lot. And here's to a beautiful, beautiful Thursday. Thanks, my friend. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.